says you can't have fun in church? Church is supposed to be fun. You can have a seat. I'm going to just speak to you for just a few minutes before Pastor Steve comes up. And, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to talk to you about embracing your adventure. Embrace your adventure with God. You know, when we begin to follow Jesus, our life is going to be filled with adventures. You know, we're going to see so many different things happen on our journey. And each of us are on a different kind of a journey. You know, we come from different nations, different backgrounds, and all of our journeys are just a little bit different. But when we're all together, we're journeying together. You know, we're here for one another. We're on the journey together of building God's house. And, you know, that is an adventure in this great city. You know, God wants us to trust him. He wants us to put our trust in him. He wants us to increase our faith during our journey, during our adventures. Our faith increases. And he wants us to grow in the knowledge of him. And he wants us to be ready for new things that might come our way. Because, you know, on adventures, new things are always coming towards us. That's, the, that's what's so cool about an adventure, because it's something new. It's a new way of doing things. It's a new thing in our life. And it's an adventure. And he wants us to be ready for that because he wants us to learn how to connect to people. Not just people within the church. It's easy to connect to one another here. But when we go out into the world, how do we connect with those within the world? And you know, we are living in times when things are changing so fast you know, it's, it's always an adventure because things are just coming at us from every which way and we're having to learn new things and that's an adventure. You know, these little, little gadgets here, it is just so amazing what these little things can do. And you know, to learn all the things, each day for me I learn something new and I still can't figure it out a week later. It's, it's like an adventure. Because it's so exciting to see, wow, that can do that. You know, just a few weeks ago, somebody sent me a text message, and all these balloons kind of showed up on my screen with my text message. And I'm thinking, wow, that is so cool. How do you do that? I want to know how you do that. It took me a while, but, you know, I got it. But, you know, that is, that is the times that we are living in. And, you know, I would not call myself an adventurous person. Because when there is an adventure for me, I want to make sure I understand what the adventure is. I want to make sure I have the right shoes, the right backpack. I want to make sure, do I need food? You know, whatever it is, I have to be ready with every detail and know ahead of time what this adventure is going to, you know, what, what's going to happen. But now my husband is exactly the opposite. He doesn't think of, he'll just go and do it. He doesn't, you know, who cares about the shoes? I don't need a backpack. I don't need a heavy coat. Doesn't matter. No food, no water. He just, just does it. You know, there's a slogan that says, just do it. And that's what he says to me. Just do it. Don't worry about the shoes. But you know what? 
That's what makes us the perfect couple, right? <laughs> but I love this verse found in the book of Isaiah. This is what it says, Isaiah 43. God tells us to forget the former past things, forget the past, don't dwell on the past and the things from former days. Do not dwell on the past because a new thing is coming. A new thing is coming. You know, I just love that verse because it's a, that means a new adventure. Even though I'm cautious, it's still something new. It's something new that is coming. You see, God is not stuck on doing the same thing over and over again. He's not stuck on the same traditions of, of, you know, we do everything the same way we always did it. He wants to see changes. He wants to see people's lives changed. He wants to see governments changed. He wants to see schools changed, filled with young people that love the Lord and have great faith. He wants to see marriages healthy, people loving one another. That is what he wants to see. But I want you to understand this truth. God's character remains the same. That is different. His character remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Salvation is the same. That never changes. Salvation is always through Jesus Christ, his son. That will never change. But he is always bringing forth a new thing, a new way of doing things in our life and in the life of the church. You see, Jesus, when he was on the earth, he always did things a little different. He never did everything the same. One time he walked up to a blind man and he picked up dirt, mud, and put it on the blind man's eyes and then he spit on that mud and put it on his eyes and the man could see. Now the next time he went up to a blind man, he just touched the man's eyes and the guy could see. Why didn't he put mud on that guy's eyes? You know, why did the other guy have to get mud? But it was different. It was a new, new way of doing something. It's always different. You know, another time they brought a man down on a mat, uh, like a cot, through the roof down to Jesus. And he was paralyzed, and they said, you know, help our friend. You have to heal him. What did Jesus do? He just told the man, stand up and go home. Stand up and go home. The next time he went down to a pool, and there was a man laying there for 38 years, he said to that man, pick up your mat and go. It was different, wasn't it? He said, pick up your mat. Why did the man have to pick up his mat? Why would he want that dirty old mat that he laid on for 38 years? Why did he have to pick that up and take it out of there and take it home? But that's what Jesus told him to do. You see, it was something new, a new way of doing something. He didn't want to always do it just the same old way. Because people were watching and, oh, wow, look at that. You know, there was another time where a man became blind. He was on his way. This man was walking on a road. 
he was going to a town where he was going to kill all the Christians. And Jesus, he became blind for three days. He could not see. At the end of three days, this man could see again, and he became one of the greatest missionaries, apostles, preachers, teachers, wrote most of the New Testament that we go by today. That was the Apostle Paul. So you see, Jesus is in the business of doing things different all along the way. He does different things for all of us, but you know, the end result of what he does is always change and always healed. People were always changed and they were always healed when Jesus touched them, no matter how he did it. You know, I love this story in Acts chapter 2, and most of you know that story. It was a story about all the believers, all the people that loved God. And you know, they were surviving, just trying to survive back then. And they loved Jesus so much. And you know, they were just a great family together, just doing life, just ordinary things that you have to do every day. They helped one another. They loved one another. They were a community. And all of a sudden, one day, 3,000 people wanted to join their family. 3,000 people. Now imagine, I want you just to imagine this. One Sunday, you come to church. And you walk into that Keno 7, and there's 3,000 people sitting there. That means four to five people on one seat. <laughs> Imagine this. You walk in there Sunday morning, 3,000 people show up. I want to be a part of this family. You know, you guys are just so awesome. I want to be a part of it. And they come in there, and they're sitting there, and you walk in, and you see 3,000 people. Now, I would look at that, and I'd say, oh, I didn't have enough of welcome cards for them. <laughs> or, you know, we don't have enough Bibles. And my husband would just walk in there, say, it doesn't matter if they have a welcome card. Thank God they're here. You know, what, 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 are, what would you do if you walked in there, and there was no seat for you? Would you say, well, I'm out of here. There's no seat for me today. There's too many people. I don't want a family this big. Let, let them go somewhere else. You know, that's what people think. And I want to challenge you today. Are you ready for the new thing that God could do? Are you ready? Are you ready if 3,000 people come? What would you do, Stefan? <laughs> Are you ready to teach them to jump and dance and sing? Of course. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes, I am. I am. Are you, yep. Are you ready to help them learn how to function here? Yes, of course. Yep. You're going to do that. Are you ready to take in that many people and to walk alongside of them? And encourage them and let them be a part of the family. 
You know, that's what God has called us to, to do, that adventure with him. You see, God has called BICC to be one big family, willing to change, not to stay little, willing to change, to open to what God is going to do among us. And it's always going to be something new. It's never going to be the same as it was last year. It's always going to be something different. We have to be willing to go on that adventure with God. We have to be willing to do that and be willing to serve and stick together, build the house of God together in this great city. You see, God always wanted to be where his people were. He always wanted to be with his people. He wants to walk with us and be a part of our life. He was so desperate to be with us that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, because he wanted to be close to us. He sent his son, Jesus. He didn't want to just dwell in the temple. He wanted to be inside each of us and live within us. When we asked him to come into our hearts, he comes into our life. And we walk around with Jesus in us. We're kind of like, I heard somebody say one time, we're kind of like little Jesuses walking around Berlin. You know, and I think that's kind of true, isn't it? Because he, he's here in us. That is how close he wants to be. You know, family, once we know Jesus... It doesn't matter what our preferences are. Doesn't matter if you like this song or that song or, oh, I don't care for that, the way they did the offering. It doesn't matter. You know, those things don't matter. It's what's in our hearts and how we can love one another. We can rejoice with one another. We can be happy when somebody else gets that promotion and we don't get a promotion yet. Because God's getting us ready for even a bigger promotion. And we can rejoice with other people. When they seem like things are going great for them and, you know, we're not doing so good this year, our time is coming. God is getting us ready too, you know, for bigger and great things. And I just want to encourage you today. I just want to encourage each of you, family, to embrace the adventure and the calling on your life that God has given to you. Remain faithful to Jesus. Remain faithful in your giving to him of your tithes and your offerings. I know we don't like to think of that, but remain faithful to giving to him what belongs to him. Remain faithful to your family, your husbands, your children, your friends. Remain faithful to your God family right here. You will be with them forever. The person you're sitting next to, you will be with them forever someday. Remain faithful for, to them. Forget about the past and what somebody might have said. You know, somebody might have, have offended you at some point in the church. That happens. Happens everywhere we go. Even in the grocery store, I said that a couple weeks ago. You get offended. It's going to happen, but that doesn't mean I'm never going to go back to that grocery store. We are family. We stick together. We love one another. We forgive each other no matter what. And we continue to be faithful to God. 
You see, God is always faithful to us. He is always so faithful to each of us when we aren't faithful to him sometimes. He continues to pour his love onto us, and he continues to show us his faithfulness. If you really look, you can really see God's faithfulness all along your journey, all along your adventure. He is always there for us. He knows what each of us has gone through. He knows our journey. He knows where we're headed. He knows what's, where this church is headed. And he is right there with us, walking alongside of us right here. He is with us each and every week. And I just want to encourage you. There's a, you know, there's a scripture I want to read to you. It's found in the book of Lamentations 3. And, you know, this is one of a scripture that I've loved all my life. And it was one that my mother loved also. I got a call yesterday that my mother has died. But, you know, I began to think, my mother did not die. My mother is no longer sitting in a wheelchair, unable to walk. My mother is no more crazy in her head. She is no longer suffering with all the pain she had in her neck. She is now walking with her Savior, who she loved so dearly in her life. You see, my mother did not just know about God. My mother had a personal relationship with her father. She walked with him. She talked to him. She spoke to him and took her troubles to him all along her journey in life. And this scripture, there was a song that they wrote from this Lamentations, and it was a song that they sang in the church way back in the early 1900s based on Lamentations 3. And it's just one of my favorite old hymns that has been sung for many years. And some of you probably know what it is. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Amen. Amen.